My name is Mandy Baumgars, and I'm here to help you with your kids in your classrooms with a disability or without a disability. I am going to show you how to teach your students the right way. I am a special person. When I was in school, I made a lot of friends. I, I was in regular classes and the for support. I learned with other students in regular classrooms. I became a cheerleader in high school. I was the first cheerleader in the state with Down syndrome. My cheerleading team went to state and we went on to nationals where we won our nationals post-national award in Washington, D.C. Since I've been out of high school, I was a fashion model in a global Down syndrome foundation fashion show and I used to work at the Mile High down syndrome association where I help them with events. I now go to the bridge program in Highlands Ranch where I'm learning how to be a public speaker. I have a lot of skills. I have a lot of dreams. What I want to say to you, don't limit me. Don't limit me by thinking that I can't learn in your classroom. Don't limit me by thinking that I will always need someone to help me. Don't limit me by having low expectations for me. Include me in all your students in your circle of learning while you are playing for my world-class education. Think about how I have the same needs as our students. We all need life skills. We all need work skills. I, I need for you to teach me skills. Be on reading and math. Teach me how to learn and teach me how to act. Think about what I need to know to be able to do when I leave school. Help me learn to be independent in class. Help me learn to be independent with friends. Help me learn to be independent and safe when we're around our school. Teach me to be independent so I can become an independent adult. I need to work independently. I need to speak up for myself. Don't limit me. But teaching me to depend on others. Teach me respect, because respect is give and take. Hold me to the same behavior, expectations, as others in your classroom. Teach me how to behave and excel in your class. Don't limit me by making me fast mascot. Teach me what you expect from me. Set high expectations, not impossible expectations. There is a difference you know. You will learn a lot from me. Good teachers teach and learn with their students. I will teach you a lot about yourself. I will teach your students about people with disabilities. If you don't limit me, we will teach our school how to be an inclusive community. You, my teacher, are the person that's going to teach me power, passion, love, and independence. And I will become a powerful, passionate, loving, and independent adult. So please, don't limit me. My name is Megan Baumgart. Thank you for your time today. Have a wonderful new school year. We need to broaden the horizon. Bernice was saying, 
what are we doing in terms of schools? Why, where are the support? But the support here is the most important one, and this is why I have so much time, and Bridget is showing me all types of signs, um, that I must... But you see, we need a mind shift in the sense that we need to broaden our vision because we are looking at a range of learners with different abilities and disabilities. And there's no reason, really, why we can't accept learners with disabilities as people. They're not somewhere else. So we are changing the system to do just that. But we need your help. We can't do it on our own. We're not all, always uh, everywhere. You can see uh, the, the things that she said there. I don't want to go into what she said, but the expectations give high expectations. We're talking glibly about high expectations. How the people perceive it that outside is something different. High expectations is one size fits all and it's A pluses. High expectations for her is something else. So we need to keep her in the system. Why are we looking at levels of support now? Because in the old, old times, not so long ago, we had this. We have categories of disabilities, and those categories you will find, you did find, and you still find them, in the special schools. Because when a learner had epilepsy, you want to send him to young group, because he's epileptic. If he's deaf, you want to send him to a school for the deaf. Because, because, if he's blind, he must go to uh, Athlone School for the Blind. <coughs> but it's not that. We are limiting learners to a school while they could have been, just imagine for the moment, um, a lot of blind children now coming together. They all have the same problem and they are in a hostel. Now they want to sit in in terms of the parental care, if you want, in local parenters, as we always say. It's, they're a lot worse off to, uh, uh, because they have to go there. So we're trying to limit learners going there because they can be better off at home. If inclusion, if we can do that, if we can do that, some of the learners will be there, need to be there. But there are blind learners now in mainstream, and Chairs will talk to you about technology, the advances in technology that we can help learners that is now in mainstream. There's a shining example in Malmesbury at this day. We don't want to highlight these learners because now you're making them a, a mascot. And that's not what inclusion is about. So, what are, are we changing to? We said we are changing to domains, and the domains will tell you uh, it, it, it is another way of thinking about disabilities, but there are basic services that learners usually need. And Bernice uh, has already said, these uh, services will be in special schools, but will be exported to learners who can join mainstream. So, the domains, not very important that you remember that, but uh, you see where you had a lot of disabilities, and there's a lot of disabilities not listed there. So we had a problem. Now we are going to do this, but the most important thing of the whole thing is some of the learners 
is of high needs, they need to go to a special school. Because you can't, there's no way that you can deliver the service in terms of curriculum. Because we focused on access to the curriculum to get them independent. But there's a range. So if we can do that in, in, in uh, the, the mainstream school, we're a lot better off that 50%. That little thing that you have to have in your back of your mind all the time, that 50% we still need to do. So we are looking at low, moderate and high levels of support. Because this learner that I was talking about in Malmesbury has a high, you need a high level of support, but now you don't need to access. Uh, you've got an Apex reader and you can put in a PDF uh, file in that, which you create in Word, you know that. Um, and it can read it to the learner and it can read it in Braille. But Braille must still be taught to that learner, and that the machine can't do. So sometimes they have to go to the school, then the high, it's got a high level of support. But as soon as it's got the support, a learner who needs a, a, a wheelchair, it's got a high level of support that he needs because he can't get up the stairs. He can't get to the class. But if he's in the class, he's okay. So we build a ramp. Level from high down to low, and it can be accommodated. So, in the curriculum, we need to make accommodations for that also, and there are some of them. So, what do we look at? We look at specialist support, curriculum and assessment, specialized learning and teaching support material, and we are piloting some of those things because we have 40 learners in front of you. How do you differ differentiate in terms of these learners are so far, far behind? So how is it possible to do that? So we take a laptop, we put a program on it, and the teacher uses it for that learner to sit in class, use the technology, and try to catch up. Because the, the, the program takes it to a, into a new level. It's got a profile, and it works towards something. Just in general. Training and orientation of staff. Not all things is the, the fault of the learner. There may be an environment that the teacher doesn't know how to teach the learner. And that message we must spread. How do you do that? What do you do? What can you offer as curriculum? What can you offer? To say, okay, this learner is so far behind, what can we do? What tools do we have within the curriculum? There's, there's one line, the curriculum standards mustn't fall. Fees may fall, but not the standards. Um, so the, the training and orientation of staff to handle these learners is very important because we don't only look at intrinsic problems with the learner. It may be in the school. It may be in the teacher's class. It may be the reason why a learner wants to leave school because of the environment, the, the ethos, the whatever in the school. And you know how it... Uh, so the same goes for the moderate and the high. So we look a lot more differentiated if we want. Uh, we don't only look at category. If you have this category, you fall into that category, you go to that school. And you defer the learner, refer the learner out of the school. Try. Those learners sitting at the back, the IEDP learners, in some different, 
the Ewop Kunners, that you know about, they are parked. And they're parked because we don't make provision for them. They still need to get independent. Perhaps not on the fit level. They still need to be, because there's other things that they need to read, uh, uh, to, uh, to be taught uh, in a classroom. So you will see there's a low, moderate, and high, and it is every time special support curriculum and <coughs> those four categories that we look at. And then you have a decision that you have to make, what are you going to do about this when you've assessed this, so you need to do something about it. Now, in general terms, you have the spread of learners, 80% hopefully, but you see the line is a little bit blurred there, 80% um, should have low uh, levels of support that they need. If you're in a classroom, you need support, <coughs> you get support. But there's about 15% should be, 15% moderate levels of support, more than the average go out of class being uh, taken out of class and get extra classes, have whatever, whatever, the decisions that you make. <coughs> and 5% about should be really in a special school. And we don't accommodate all of them. Because there's no place and no money to do that. The system responded to that. Now this, this system here is the CF system. The teacher must do something here. The school-based support team that is linked to the SMT is people that, that look after learners, the, the performance of learners. You have this com uh, committees, we gave you the name, school-based support team. They look, so the teacher do, do certain uh, support, and if his support's not working, then he asks the SBST, the school-based support team that we are uh, doing all over the show, trying to do that, ask them, what next? If their plans run in dry, then they go to the DPSD and they have certain other things that they can do. And even on the provincial level, which is us, we have certain things to do. When a learner is, for instance, taking out of a school, put in another school, we need to approve that. So there's a long story about that. I don't want to bore you at this stage. So the forms, you have the SNA-1. Unfortunately, with this slide, that uh, I've omitted one thing. The learner profile, that's there, over there. All learners must have that. All learners must have that. We are trying to create these on Siemens. We are the only province at this stage that don't use SSMs for various reasons. Um, and uh, so we're trying to create it while it's not there. So we need a lot more information to start off the SNN1. You were talking about extra things that we have to do, or the teacher have to do, it is a challenge. But we need evidence that, that people did something, tried that, tried that, tried that. So we are testing at this stage an SBSD part of the, the, uh, of the SNA, uh, SNA1, uh, SNA2, sorry, SNA2. That is the ISP, the Individual Support Plan, on Siemens. So it will become live in next year. SNA3 is the forms for the DBSD, and they are uh, usually uh, when a learner has to go to a special school, for instance, those connections that you have there. These are the tools that you can use. And one of the tools is, uh, in uh, this instance is, for instance, uh, uh, concessions. That would be one. 
okay, then you have the annexures, and the annexures will tell you, okay, the learner goes here or there, whatever the case may be. The type of schools, I'm not going to go into that, because Bernice has already done that. So those different types of schools. Okay, just to go a little bit into more detail, there's your specialist support. Um, I've taken the low level of support and the high level and left out the other one because just to contrast the two, uh, where are we going? So, a provision, um, that is now a low level of support, so the provision of any specialist intervention, such interventions can be accommodated within the school's budget and regular organization of the school or classroom. That's low. It's got a lot to do with frequency. Frequency that people interact with, with learners. The support is sort of measured uh, against that. You can define it, and we are defining it. Uh, uh, the, the idea is to think differentiated about this. You need support, perhaps specialist support, uh, on a certain level. Uh, curriculum and assessment, certain things must be done. Sometimes the whole thing lies here, but it gives you mind hooks how to think. Elena with dyslexia. Of dyslexia. Why do they fall under that level of support? The dyslexia, see, one of the problems here, because what I tried to say in the beginning, we have categories. Now we're moving away from the category, we see, okay, you this. Now what is your level of support because of that? Is there any level of support that you need? Some cope with their level of dyslexia. So you, you, in actual fact, look finer, not at dyslexia, it must be like that. Because dyslexia, there's a whole spectrum. Some of them are, uh, some of the learners are more, uh, Dyslectic than others. So, uh, in general, dyslexic <coughs> sort of uh, tools, I'm, I'm jumping now, but the, some of the tools that you may use will be concessions, a concession. But it depends on, on the particular learner. So, you go through the process to see what does the teacher see, what has he done, uh, has he done. Uh, the, the SBSD can do certain things, what have they done? So they need to do something to support the learner. Let's just go on, uh, my time is running up, and I'm, uh, I don't want to keep you to three o'clock and so on, because these are all things that we, I, I just want to have uh, you to have an overview of what is available and perhaps in detail, please come and talk to us. Please come and talk to the district slash people that they do, they know how they handle this, but they're not the only people that know that. There's a lot of expertise in this room already. Okay, specialist support. Let's look at the high level. Access to a range of support specialists, teachers, only that, 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 and so forth, required on a daily or weekly basis and available full time on site. That's very high. Contrast that with the low. The same with this uh, specialized learning teacher support material, specialized and individualized assistive devices. AAC, alternative uh, augmented uh, uh, communication devices. 
some of the lenders can't speak. But it doesn't mean that they have to be in a special school because you can use a gadget to help them. Okay, this is high level. We're not talking about, uh, uh, yeah, anyway. Okay, so needs ongoing monitoring, maintenance, and adjustment. So we're looking at na a national level to also look at that, monitoring, maintenance, and adjustment of those things because you have hearing aids that needs to be kept going. Otherwise, a learner may be uh, deaf, practically deaf, if his hearing aids not working. Some of the, at uh, this stage, some of the uh, schools for the deaf keep those learners there because when they go home, that happens. Then they're deaf. They can't hear. Okay. Training and orientation of staff. Now you have intensive induction programs of staff to master competencies. Not every one of us, I don't think if there's any one of you who can teach Braille or, or SA, uh, SASL, sign language. So now you are in intensive programs that you need that for. But this is the high level. But you see this is differentiated. We don't say because that is high, that must be high, that must be high. You look at the learner and this is the decision making tool. Where are you going to do whatever you need to do with that particular learner? Remember, he's, he's gone through a process. Not all learners end up here. Not at all. Okay. There's the moderate. Um, and you can look at that, but I'm not going to go into that. But otherwise, Bridget is going to kill me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's about... Uh, the end of my presentation.